Hey, this is Bez Stone. And this is Freya Dietrich. And welcome to the Infinite Relating Podcast. Hi, guys. Ah! I just, I just, for, I don't know if forced is the word, but I was like, we're starting. Because this always happens where we, where we like pick a topic and then we start like riffing on it. And I'm like, why aren't we recording? Right. This is like exactly so, stuff that we yeah. need to be recording. So mid Freya freak out. You're like, record. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's just rip the bandit off and go right in. Yeah, we go right in. That's what we like. Yeah. But also, I mean, that's kind of an appropriate, actually, you know, concept for today's topic because sometimes ripping the bandit off is great, but sometimes it's not. You it's know? true. Mm-hmm. It's true. And we really have to self manage yeah. when that is okay. Right. And make those distinctions. Um, but I'm really excited about today's topic because it feels really alive for me in what I've been going through and the types of conversations I've been having with friends lately to support me going through what I'm going through in terms of like expansion in my relation, major expansion in my primary relationship. Um, and that is how to live, how to be at your edge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is so different for everybody and constantly evolving. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that kind of what you were saying when I forced us to start <laughs> recording <laughs> was that, you know, I think that the first kind of misunderstanding or like judgment about the edge is that it has to be like super edgy culturally, you know, mm. that it's like, oh, at the edge means I'm, you know, dating five people, right. traveling all over the world, and I'm like, you know, have all these different jobs and I'm like really pushing my edge. Yeah. Outwardly it looks, yeah, Mm -hmm. it looks really expansive. Right. But how that, that, I mean, that is one example, but that there's, there's so many ways to live at the edge. Well, Um, even, yeah, even what I've been noticing is I feel like I'm supposed to be pushing my edge as far as how we're relating with other people outside of our container. Right. And, and I'm, and what you very helpfully showed me today is, I am I'm living at edge just by being in partnership, yes. which is which is <laughs> really humbling. Yeah, and it's outwardly not very, I don't know, interesting. Maybe I don't know. It's not. It doesn't seem edgy for most people, mm-hmm. but because of who I am, because of my history, yeah. that's my edge. Yeah, and and so it doesn't take much to go past that. That's gonna um, require some work. It's gonna require some resourcing. Yeah, yeah, and I would say that like. I don't know. I, I hear you. I mean, I feel like Freya and I, we get along so well for so many reasons. Yes. <laughs> but one of them, one of the ways that I feel like we resonate relationship wise is that we both come from relatively horrible you know, marriages and relationships that left us with a lot of trauma um, and childhood stuff. You know, we have a lot of issues. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shared issues. Yeah, we do have a lot of similar issues. Which is really, I, I keep saying, like, it's so great because we we never even talked about it for the longest mm-hmm. time. There was just this like knowing, yeah. like you, 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 just like showing up. Yeah, you get me. Right, you get. I don't have to talk about this pain. I don't have to talk about the scary thing. Right, I just know you get me, and that totally. Yeah, it's yeah. really helpful. It's been really helpful. Yeah. yeah, and so I think there is a reality that, you know, for me, and this came up a lot at the beginning of my relationship with Max, like we were talking about while we were making tea in the kitchen, <laughs> that you know I had just a crap ton of triggers come up with him and like the true sense of trigger like not like oh I'm upset and I'm mad at you trigger no like actual like dissociation you know just going straight back to the dangerous places that I've been in my life and relationships 
And at those moments, like a hundred percent, just like being present in the same physical space as him was being at my edge, you yeah. know, staying in the relationship was being at my edge and revealing how, what was going on was my edge. And like, right. I think I, ta- I must have talked about this early episodes. I would just raise my hand and I was like, I'm dissociating. Yeah. I have no idea why. Great awareness. Yeah, I have no idea what, what just got triggered. It must be something from my past because, you know, I'm having my signals that mean I'm dissociating. And so, yeah, I just think it's really... So A, yes, I think some of us have more relationship baggage than others. And so being in a relationship at all yeah. is, is the edge. You know, just <laughs> being loved, letting ourselves be loved letting ourselves be safely connected to someone, right. you know, like people with a lot of relationship trauma and childhood trauma, that's incredibly uncomfortable to be yeah. like, you're here, you're not going away. It's not chaos. Oh my God. I'm not violent. There's you know? some, Lee will say like some, he'll like just make these like really loving statements and they feel so hostile and threatening to oh, me. Yeah. And I reckon I can like feel it. I can feel like two parts of me, parts of me that I'm like, wow, I feel so seen and so loved and so safe and I have this person here. And there's another part of me, they're like, fuck this, this is manipulation, yeah. it's not okay. Like, right. yeah, so it's, even just like let that like sweet loving can mm-hmm. be really... Oh my God, so really, triggering. You know, yeah, triggering like super traumatic even. And yeah, so I think that that's totally true. And then I think to, you know, um, expand upon your statement, I guess, that it's not hard for most people. I don't actually think that's true. I think that Mm. conscious relationship, infinite relationship, like being really present with the absolute like magic and intensity and like wild unknown (laughs) of connecting with someone else. The unknown. Yeah, the vulnerability. And the vulnerability. Yeah, it's really edgy for, I wager, the vast majority of people. And I think that's why you know, we as a culture revert to the Disney stereotypes and to this gender norms and like the hetero norms and, you know, all these things is because it keeps us from our edge, you know, instead right. of really being with the bald reality that like anything could happen. There yeah. is no, you know, there is no final destination. There is no external security. That's like, well, now that we're married, you know, everything's going to be fine. Right. Like, we're in the happily ever after. I yeah. Post. Oh, I right. Chill. So I think that's why, that that story is so popular in our culture and why we repeat it to our children even often unconsciously is because it keeps us from the the true edge yeah. that that all relationship is you know oh, honestly and it's that cultural conditioning that really serves us like it's especially like you think like it serves us when we're in, in going to work it serves mm-hmm. us when we're in public it's like that cultural conditioning to perform to be like in performative or in um transaction-based relationships it, it can really serve us in a lot of our life and yeah. has served us so well in getting to this point so it makes sense that when you're in a relationship you're like okay i'm going to default back to those places right this is safe it keeps you know it keeps the peace right it keeps me from feeling like Terrified. Terrified and exposed (laughs) all the time. Yeah. But it isn't getting us to what we, I think most of us, I really think like humans, I think what we really desire is true intimacy and true connection and really being seen and being loved Mm. in that, in that vulnerable, fully seen, expressed space. Yeah. But it's fucking scary. It's dangerous. Mm. It's risky. Mm -hmm. It's not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. But the reward 
Yeah. I mean, that's, like, why else am I here? Right. I'm not here to play it safe. Yeah. Totally. I'm just here to bleed and (laughs) (laughs) feel it all, apparently. Oh, I love it. I feel like you and I really relate on, like, the battle, the battle (laughs) warrior-esque. Right, vibes. right. Like it sucks and <laughs> hurts, but I'm going. I'm running at it. Yeah, I'm running at it. Totally. Give me more. <laughs> I remember for some reason that's reminding me of when I was a kid. I feel like from literally I was four years old, and I would watch my parents watch TV, and I was like, "Really? This is how you're going to spend your life?" Like I was so young, and <gasps> I was amazing. like, "There has to be more to this." And I would see their relationship and how they treated each other, and I was like, "I'm not like no, you know, right? like this can't be it." You know, right. I felt that from like, I remember just like extremely young age. And I remember being, I don't know if it was high school or maybe college time, like at teen 20s. And some of my, it must have been college, because yeah, some of my um, classmates who were, who had graduated, yeah, sorry, Bonnie's defecting from the bed, a little pug, which <laughs> someone's in the kitchen, so there must be food. And so she's, she's lost interest in the podcast. It's fine. The hierarchy of needs. Bonnie's hierarchy of needs. That's good. Yeah, food is, <laughs> food is the, the first. But I remember looking at some of my classmates from high school who, like, were still in my small, I grew up in Vermont, like, in my little Vermont town, um, and working at, like, the A&P, because that's, you know, like, the Safeway or whatever. Right. And um, they seemed happy. And I was like, wow, I'm so jealous of you. Like, Mm. I felt this deep jealousy, because I was, like, on this kind of perpetual spiritual quest to be like, there must be more, there must be more, there must be more. And they were just like working at the AMP, you know, clocking in, clocking out, home. Yeah. They owned a house. They had their kids. Like, they seemed genuinely stoked. <laughs> and I was like, how do you do that? Like, I can't do that. Like, that is yeah. not the way that I am cut for this life, you know? And I think that, um, so I do want to honor that too. Like, I think every, you know, everyone does have their own journey. And I think, you know, I, I agree that there is a deep human need for connection and for intimacy and love and belonging, you know, and we find those things in, in sometimes strange channels because our culture doesn't support them. Like TV, I think it's a huge way people feel like they belong. They're like, my show's on. These are my people. These are my people. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we, when we have this text thread with us and two other um, women in our community and I, I, like every time, so we so we went from like Bez and I having our voice messages every right. day, and now we expanded to four. And I yeah. laugh every time. I'm like, this, I, this is why I can't watch TV or movies because yeah. TV movies are so boring yeah. compared to our like our four lives. Totally. Like we're pushing edges. Yeah. We're we're really really out there and feeling it, and mm-hmm. and that's what feels yeah. That's what feels alive. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And so maybe we could talk a little bit like what are, what, what is an edge? Like what is, what are those for us? What have they been? Like, how would we know, how would someone know if they're at their edge, you know? And I think that it feels really important to keep expanding on what you brought up at the beginning that like, we have a story again, that like the edge is like, and yeah, like I've told people in past podcasts, I used to be a sex educator and I would work with a lot of couples. My predominant thing was to work with heterosexual couples where she'd lost interest in sex and he was Mm. having a really hard time with it. They were both having a hard time, but he was often the kind of squeaky wheel that was like, hey, this isn't working. But sometimes it was her. And so they would come to me and I would be like, yep, I can help revive your sex life. And they would be like, all right, where's the coconut oil? Where's the (laughs) leather? Like, when do we put the lingerie on? Like, what kind of sex toys do you recommend? And I was like, actually, we're not going to do any of that. Right. (laughs) That is performative. And Mm. that stuff, you know, can be very edgy. But it actually inherently, there's nothing inherently edgy about 
putting on lingerie, you know, at all. Like, it could be absolutely very edgy, but, you know, the real edge to me in sex and that I would support people with is, like, actually being present and feeling what's happening right now. Right. Like, being in in our bodies and feeling someone touch us and, like, actually paying attention to where we're being touched and feeling everything that's happening in our bodies as a result is, like, the edgiest shit that I know in sex. And then you could, of course, add toys and lingerie and whips or whatever right but without that key ingredient of presence like all people just tend to and I know this from personal experience we tend to leave our bodies and be more in the performance and more in how it looks and how it smells and how what other people think and it can look like it's so edgy and but nobody's home Exactly. exactly so I feel like that you know when I think of edges I like to always start with like it can be the simplest thing, you know, it can be like for me, a huge edge, especially at the beginning of my relationship with Max was to not talk to him. (laughs) Like Mm. that was my edge was like, I'm not going to text him every time I have a thought. I'm not going to (laughs) call him every time I'm anxious. I'm going to self-resource, self-manage, talk to Freya, talk to a friend, go on a walk instead of doing like my knee jerk impulse, which was to overshare and, Check and make sure we were still good. Overshare and, and project. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so just to just to like hold my expression was like a massive edge for me at the beginning wow. of our relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like that could, I mean, that's like a really common edge for anybody who's been on the anxious side, mm-hmm. who's been in a codependent relationship. Like, especially because I like, and because I have that history, is it felt like, when you would have these sensations, it felt urgent. Yes. Something is wrong. The only way to fix it is to come to my partner and tell them something is wrong. Right. You're doing something wrong. Right. Or I'm something, but... Someone's doing something wrong. Someone's doing something <laughs> wrong. But we need to fix it immediately. Immediately. Or this is over <laughs> and it's a disaster. Yep. Yeah, as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, actually, discomfort is is part of not just relationship it's a part of life mm-hmm. it's a part of getting to know ourselves mm-hmm. and what we want and need and yeah yeah Ooh. and I feel like people you know there's all kinds of memes on Instagram or whatever that are like you know living at like the magic happens outside your comfort zone or whatever mm. and we we say that like it's at the edge not outside but right um but like and we could talk about more of that if we want to but yeah, I think that it's easy to, like, say that in a meme. Like, oh, yeah, the magic happens, you know, at the edge of your comfort zone. Right. Like, if you want to grow, you have to be a little bit uncomfortable. Right. But then there's the actual experience of being uncomfortable, <laughs> which is really uncomfortable. Right. And then it's like, what the hell? Like, this sucks. You yeah. know, like, like it's – and, like, how do we support ourselves at the edge? And that's been my big learning this week um, through talking with a, one friend in particular whose middle name I don't know, so I won't uh. say it. <laughs> I don't know its middle name. But been so supportive of me where it really dawned on me like, oh, if I want to live at my edge, I have to support myself so I can stay there. Yeah. Like I have to actually behave differently than if I want to be in the middle of my comfort zone and be coasting, which is totally fine. You know, I don't know. The word coasting even sounds judgmental. But, you know, if I want to be more in the known zone and maybe more in what's predictable, even though I don't at know peace? that that exists. Maybe peace? There's like... Yeah, yeah but I, mean, I think peace is... I think peace is actually a function of being present with what is more than it is mm. for me. Like yeah. being, cause I mean, I've had, like we've talked about, this is why we do infinite relating is I've had the, the perfect relationship from the outside and making right. finger quotes over here. 
And I was actually not, it wasn't peaceful at all. Right. I'm know? thinking more like for me when I'm like, when I'm in the green and I'm at peace as opposed to feeling stagnant or coasting. Right. I guess that was kind of like my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I mean, do you feel at peace when you're in yellow? Does that feel, are you ever? I can, yeah. You can. Totally. You can kind of like be mm-hmm. the center of the storm. Yeah, well, I had I had like head to toe poison oak. I don't can't oh, remember. That's if we right, talked and you were this. so zen. <laughs> I was. I feel like I turned in. I told someone I was like I turned into a column of light at one point because I was so uncomfortable, oh. and it was so extensive. And like, I mean, it, my arms were like swollen and just like massive, like so foot long patches. And of, I had like, no idea and... how bad it was because you were so zen. Yeah, because like... I had no. I was just like the other option is just worse. You know, like, obviously I can't scratch it because it's so bad. It wouldn't have, like, that would have not even been tempting. Um, And, yeah, I couldn't sleep through the night, and I was extremely physically uncomfortable. But it was, like, there's, I mean, that's the crazy thing about poison oak is, like, you really can't do anything. I've taken, um, you know, cortis, whatever it's called, prednisone or whatever, and it doesn't work. And, (laughs) yeah, I've never had anything that works except time. And so I literally, like, at one point, I was like, I think I just became, like, a column of light just in the midst of this pain. Wow. Because I had no other choice, you know, or I chose that. I mean, I right, guess, yeah. You were like, the other choices are not yeah. acceptable. and Yeah. But I think there is definitely a way that I can be, like, at my edge and feel peace. Mm. Yeah. And I think that comes back to, I hadn't really put this together yet, but, like, with the sex analogy, like, the more I can be present, the more I can be in acceptance, the more I can feel into like the fine grained detail of what's going on for me, as opposed to being in my head and making up a story and assessing and like, is this well, is this going well? Is it not? Where is this leading? What does this mean? You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess it's, yeah, it's just that it's that, um, it's that piece of where were we last week? Um, awareness, acceptance. When you can get to that acceptance of like, this is uncomfortable, this is challenging, mm-hmm. and this is just true. Right. And and if I can just accept it and be in that and, like, right. acknowledge this discomfort, acknowledge this truth, I guess, yeah, there, I guess there is peace in that. I, <laughs> I think... <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm moving through some discomfort right now, so it's a little bit harder yeah. for me to see it, but... but but no, that does that does feel true because really, like the piece that's that's helped me that when I when I'm feeling discomfort, like last night, I was like I was just lost in story, lost in story, lost in story, and the the sensation that was really hard was this feeling that I was lost and I didn't know how to find mm-hmm. my way back to truth. Yeah. And so if I, so truth to me, like truth to me is like it's everything. So if I can be in truth even in discomfort I think that's where the peace yeah. is of like oh right. I accept I see this I accept it it's it's fucking uncomfortable or it's whatever it's maybe not what I desire but it's true right it's reality it's reality and that's mm-hmm. like with the poison oak like this is true this is what's happening there's no and there's no way out of this in this moment this is what's here right there is like a surrender when you can actually surrender oh, to totally. that yeah that there is yeah um and I think the difference for me between Poison Oak and my relationship, <laughs> for example. You're so close. Yeah. My is. <laughs> is that on one of them with the relationship stuff, and this is huge for me, is I, part of reality is I want this. Mm. Like, I want this. Like, I want to be having this type of expansive relationship. I want to be infinite relating. I want yeah. to be polyamorous, for example. I want to be... Um, real and raw in my partnership and like it reminds me of the difference between someone who's 
like gets stranded out in the middle of nowhere and is like hiking for days. Oh yeah. And someone who's like got their backpack and they're like, I'm gonna go hike for days. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Just like, but they've got their water, they've got their snacks. They've been training yeah. for this experience. And you know, they are like, I'm going to because I hiked across the Grand Canyon with my partner at the time and my son. It was amazing. And I was not in very good shape when we decided to do this trip. It was during COVID, so we got, like, last minute. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was, like, ne- same month. They were like, we have all these passes because we're opening the canyon. So it's, like, once-in-a-lifetime thing we got we got to do the whole thing. And we are there for four days down in the canyon, which was amazing. And so I started being like, all right, I need to, like, there's a very steep hill outside my house. So I was like, I'm going to walk up and down this, like, five times a day mm. and then wear my backpack. And, you know, I didn't give myself as much prep as probably I should have, but I did, I did great, yeah. you know, and I researched, yeah, meals and like, how do you, you know, minimize the weight of the backpack right. and like, what's the temperature like there? So we didn't even bring a tent because like it was 120 out in the day and Whoa. 100 at night, 90 at night it was so hot. So it was like, we brought sheets and like, you know, wow. so I feel like there's this preparation of like, okay, I'm going to go to my edge now, which is definitely for me. I mean, hiking, you know, across the Grand Canyon, up and down, and it was definitely edgy, and yeah. being out in the wilderness, um, but it's a very safe place to be, because there's rangers and stuff, but, like, yeah, I feel like that's the attitude that I'm really checking out this week, is, like, how, like, how can I take this more seriously, mm. you know, that's actually it, in, like, a healthy way, to right. be, like, we are not fucking around, you know, <laughs> like, we are trying to do something really edgy, like, right. infinite relating is edgy, it, it is, is not... Yeah. It's not the Disney story. And so if we're going to do that, like, we need to be prepared. Totally. You know? And, we can't, and like, do, or we can't default into any of our old ways because those, those, those lead us all lead us to a path we don't want to be on. Mm-hmm. So we really do have to train in new ways of being yeah. and new ways of connecting. Yeah, and I think that choice, you know, for me is just so foundational because... Without the choice, I'm a victim. As, yeah, that's what I was yeah. feeling. Yeah, it really gets rid of that victim mm-hmm. mentality, which can be really satisfying sometimes. <laughs> I'm just going to acknowledge. I like, that. I mean, sometimes it can just feel really good. Like, yeah. I can't help it. I'm stuck. I'm, right. you know, like. And you are fucking me up. Yeah, and, yeah. And I like, don't even want, like, this is so hard, you know. <laughs> right. I don't even want to be here. Oh, but, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I want to acknowledge there's, like, a, there's like a yumminess that we just want to, like, yeah, feel in my mm-hmm. victimness. But really, no, this is, we are choosing something different. We're choosing yeah. to, like, walk away from everything we've ever known in relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that means there's edges everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Totally. Which is so good and so awful. Yep. <laughs> And yeah. I think we were ta- we've been talking a lot this week, or maybe the last couple of days, just um, of how it's important to resource. Yeah. And I think that's like, like, like acknowledging that we're choosing this, right? Doing the training, the prep, whatever that means, and like resourcing when we get to this like yellow, or when we're like resourcing for me, it was like so I can stay in yellow and not go to red, right? Or so I can own my experience and not fall into projection and blame. Right. Um, which is, I feel like is always very tempting when, that, when mm. there's discomfort. Yes. Um, I know. I wonder why that is. Like when we're uncomfortable, we want to blame someone. It must physiologically do something for us, like brain chemical wise, because mm. people do it. We all do it so much. Well, if I can like, like blame something and point to it, then maybe that's the thing. Then they 
they can come to my rescue or they can fix I don't know mm-hmm. there's right. yeah that would be interesting to see yeah I'm interested in that because I mean for me the real empowerment is always like well I'm in control thank god right <laughs> you know? right like if it weren't up to me to make my life better for example that's terrifying it's you know if terrifying. actually someone else has the power to you know make me feel a certain way or if it's all their fault in the relationship like Right. I mean, you just got to get away from that person. And you, you know? think of those moments when you, like, realize that. You're like, oh, my God, wait. Right. I have it's all me. the power yeah. here. <laughs> I, get to, I get to choose. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I know there's this little meme I saw. Because I'm, I'm a big collector of memes. I have, like, a folder of humor that's got, like, hundreds. You need to send like, me hundreds. more. I, will, yeah. I could add you to the folder. Oh, okay. It's a shared folder. Okay. Max is in it, too. Um, yeah, there's one of, like, a, li- a little kid. It's kind of weird that it's a kid, but that's what the meme is. And they've got a boot. <laughs> They're, like, laying on the ground, and they've got a boot on their face. Mm-hmm. It's kind of violent, I guess, but that's what I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> and it's, like, before before your spiritual awakening, you know, and then after the spiritual awakening, the camera zooms out, and the kid has his hand in the boot mm-hmm. and is pushing it down on his own right, face. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was uh, so funny. Yeah. But I'm really, I'm really getting interested in this thing where um, – like adding resource, you know, because I feel like for me, and I think I observe this in humanity too, like we get to the edge or I get to the edge and then something comes up and I want to like change, I want to fix it. I want to dive into it. I want to like, which is also very important, you know, examine it and learn. I mean, yeah, that's really, really important. But I think I'm, I'm just starting to wonder about like adding resource mm-hmm. as opposed to like problem solving right away. Right. It's that it's the finesse between the accept and the action. Yeah. Maybe, like, choosing to stay in the accept more. Yeah. Because I remember I when I was teaching about sex, too, you know, we would often talk about, like, because I'm not a therapist, and I don't feel drawn to doing therapy at all. And so I would tell couples, like, if you have issues that are, like, I, I will be your coach through mm-hmm. this sexual process, but I'm not here to, like we don't talk about your past. <laughs> like, All I was right. just like, I don't do that. I'm not trained in that. And that's not what I enjoy. So like definitely go to therapy and then work with me. They're two totally separate things. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I was really hot on was like, I actually don't want to, you know, of course I want to know their general history so I can like work with them when stuff comes up, but we're not going to like hash it out right. in this session or with <clears throat> my, with me, you don't hash it out. We're going to add connection and we're going to add connection and add connection and add connection mm-hmm. until like the connection, like, pushes stuff out you know it's like if you start feeding yourself with nourishing food it's like I I don't know I just think that that's a much more like um sustainable and maybe even real way to nourish oneself as opposed to like fad diets and detox and like yeah sometimes you do have to like take your milk thistle or whatever whatever, (laughs) like yeah but it's like to just like be adding in the nutrients that we want yes as opposed to like staying in a hungry state unresourced state and being like I'm gonna examine this shit from my unresourced state yes. you know I think has been more of my strategy was like I'm gonna fix this like you said urgency and yeah. I'm gonna dig in and I'm gonna dive in and I'm gonna like conquer this you know when I think for me what I, I what I am learning about myself and and I've read too is like there's the the risk if we're spending too much time in the past and the negativity there's the risk of like re-traumatizing yourself every right. time you go there yeah and so if we can kind of touch on those places from this newer place of additive of connection of intimacy 
then that way it's, it's, we're not, we're not just like putting all of our focus on the space that might re-traumatize, but we're actually like adding things mm-hmm. that we really need to nourish it. Yes. And so now when we're touching the scary thing, it's and like, I've been noticing with Lee, like now when I touch these scary places that I'm like, I'm never fucking going back there. Well, right. Why would I ever go back there? But it's coming along with so much love and connection and safety and intimacy. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of do it piece by piece and it makes yeah. it, yeah, it just makes it much more doable, like doable. And I feel like there's, there's growth and there's learning as opposed to re-traumatization. Right. Not, yeah, yeah. Really just focusing. Yeah. And I think like this message from my friend, um, right. Him, him really talking about resource and taking it really seriously was, yeah, just so helpful for me because it was some basic stuff. Like, yeah. Are you hydrated? Have you been sleeping? Like, Whoa, is your home feeling basic. stable? Yeah. You know, like, have you connected with a friend lately? Like, taken a walk in nature? Like, breathe? Like, oh my gosh. you know, all these things mm. that are, you know, I just, I don't know. I just hadn't, hadn't really thought about it. But, I, but when I noticed times in my life when I've had a really hard time mentally or emotionally, usually something is going on that's destabilized right. in one of these major areas of my life. Like, my housing, my primary relationships somebody's going on with my kids somebody's going on with my physical health you know like I'm having a you know and so when um when yeah just to really to really realize that like to be at the edge again like being this you know um something far more extreme than the Grand Canyon but not as annoying as people climbing Mount Everest not there's anything wrong with that if you really want to do it (laughs) but you know something that's between those two Right. Where it's like, you know, you're really going to like ice climbing or something. You know, you're really going to push your edge and you have to be in peak shape. Otherwise, you're you're being stupid and you could die. You know, like this is actually very unwise to go do something edgy physically in like an adventure sport kind of way. If you have no training and no conditioning, Mm -hmm. unless you pay someone to basically do it for you. Right. But no, this I think this is unless you're totally I totally forgot this morning. I had like this meditation and then, like, the, the, what came out of it, it was, like, oh, my God, I have to be in right relationship with my mm. body, with myself. Yes. And that is, like, that is kind of the bare minimum that we hope when we're engaging in a relationship with somebody else. Like, yeah. are you in right relationship with your body and with your life? Are you taking care of yourself? Right. So that I don't have to. Or so that when I meet you, we're both meeting from this resource place. Right. And it's, I love this acknowledgement of, like, it's so simple. as like, are you sleeping? Are right. you hydrated? Right. Are you, like are you tending to these very basic things that actually have nothing to do with me and your outside connections and everything to do with just like, are you, are you loving yourself? Right. Totally. Are you loving and nourishing yourself so that when we meet, we're meeting in this, like Mm -hmm. we're meeting as like two full humans. Yeah. That's so, it's so simple and so basic and it feels like such a giant aha. Right. I know. I've been having that all week. I've been like, whoa. (laughs) You have to, like, be resourced to be at the edge. It was right. like, why didn't I ever think of I mean, that before? That's amazing. Because we're, like, skipping to therapy and all these other, you yeah. know, like, what are you doing some, What are you doing to move your body? And what are you doing for therapy? But, like, no, like, are you drinking water and going to bed? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. those basic. Right. Is your housing feeling stable? Yeah. You know, and, like, when something's going on with our kids or our housing or our health, you know, physical health or something, we're going through something with a family member, whatever, like, to recognize, you know, and this is kind of what happened with Max and me a couple weeks ago where like right. I've been going through this separate crisis in one of those areas. I'll just say, cause I don't really want to get into it here, but in a major life area, um, everything's going to be fine. But like, it's been very difficult, very challenging. And I was at the same time having this burgeoning relationship with Shay starting to form. And Max was just like, this is like, 
he called it for me. Yeah. When really, I, I, in the future, I would maybe like to be aware of that myself. But he was like, he wasn't resourced enough because he'd been giving me a ton of support in yeah. this other crisis I was going through. Like, oh my God, like hugely. Like being there for me physically, emotionally, mentally, like my kids, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. He's just been really showing up for me, like so huge. And he was like, you know, feeling under-resourced himself, which he was happy to be doing because, I, that, you know, we're partners and we love each other. And, you know, when one of us is going through something, it's it like... It's a very real crisis. Yeah, yeah, and he was feeling a yes to being mm-hmm. there for me. But he was like, I'm not resourced enough for you to start a new relationship right now. Right. <laughs> like, in the middle of this, like, other intensity where we're both under-resourced. Yeah. And I love that he was aware of that. And so we put, you know, I chose to put the... Um, you know, to take a pause in that connection with Shay and just be like, okay, something, something I'd like to revisit. And I am now, which is yeah. feeling really nice. Um, but it felt great to be like, that's, we're not resourced enough to do that right now. I and love this compassion. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just because I, I feel like it's really easy, again, to be like, well, but this is what we, we choose to be polyamorous. And we want to push our edges. And we mm-hmm. want to live in edges. And to be like, and to kind of get focused on that grand idea and lose sight of, like, these very basic elements right. that are essential to, yeah. to like, sustaining these relationships. Yeah. Because it's not, we're not just collecting relationships and leaving them in the dust, but you're yeah. like, we want to sustain with this, like, beautiful connection that you have yeah. as you add other beautiful connections. Right. Yeah. Right. And it just feels, it just feels really compassionate to all three of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and there was definitely difficult things about it because I was like, man, I had some good new relationship energy going with Shay. Right. <laughs> it was like pretty, super hot. And then I was like, well, I'm going to choose to, um, you know, like like just not go there right now right. and put a pause for an indefinite amount of time. You know, I really was like, I have no idea when I'll be able to explore this connection with them, if ever, you know, and right. I told them that and everybody knew that and like, so, yeah, I think that there was definitely a feeling of, like, a cost, but it was just a, un, it was not a difficult decision for me to make at that time. Yeah. You know, I was just like, of course, this is definitely the right move for me. And it feels like a good, re- it was a good reminder of that, like, if there's some, if, if I have to do something, if I have to make a choice or an action based in urgency because yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to lose something, right. totally. then that's probably, it, probably not, like, the thing for me right now. Right. You know, I just feel yeah. like, ur- I feel like urgency gets us out of that, like, mm-hmm. what is real, what is present. Yep. Um, right, right, and it was. It's good to realize it was actually very edgy for me to be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna yeah. pursue this right now. Um, yeah, I remember kind of that. Edge. Yeah, yeah, like, oh shoot, what happens? Does this right. does this go away? But I think right. if it goes away, then maybe that wasn't what you thought That's it what was. Yeah, yeah. Or, or just that was it. It's had it's, its moment. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I, yeah, and I think that it's. Um, interesting to then be for me like moving out of this space of this other crisis and being at a place where I'm like okay I feel ready to integrate or like connect with Shay some more and like forward that and to have that be churning up a lot of stuff between in my relationship with Max which has all been like so beautiful and it's been really, it's been very edgy for me too. Cause yeah. I just gotten to be, you know, cause I've been gotten edgy to for just both be of you. like, yeah, for both of us in different ways. Yeah. And for me, the edge has been choosing myself and really choosing what I want and being clear. And mm. oh my God, I've, I've had, I mean, it's been a huge week for me. Yeah. I just had like some major um, realizations about my relationship patterns and 
you know, I've told you, I told Max, I, I think I told Shave, and I think everybody knows this, <laughs> that, like, I, you know, have a history of men, because I've mostly dated men, um, really falling in love with me and being mm. super into my wildness and super into my intensity, and they're like, wow, you're like, you're a very fiery person. They're like, ah, they're so into it. And then about, you know, six months, a year in, they're like, okay, now stop. <laughs> you know, right. like, this is too much for me. Like now you're married or you're in real relationship. So they're like, you know, you should be acting like someone who's with a got with me, you right. know, and not be this like wild child. And so because I've been codependent and because of the, you know, the real pressure that the masculine or male cultured people can exert that they aren't even aware of. Right. I was just like, okay, I'll do what he wants. Like, I want to yeah, please him. That's what we're supposed to do. You're a partner. Yeah. You're going to be right. a good partner. He's asking me to be a good partner, so I'll be a good partner and tone yeah. it down. Yeah. And then, Oof. historically, every time I've ever done that, he's lost interest in me, ironically, and been like, what happened to you? And I've just uh, been like, fuck you. Just, <laughs> like, when yeah. you like, made, connected those dots, it's like that. Yeah. It is such a formula. Yeah, totally. It is such a formula. Yeah, and then I'm not having any fun. Right. And I'm not being myself. And I'm not the person he fell in love with anymore. And he's like... Because you're not even you anymore. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You're a good partner, but you're not you. Oh, and it was just really empowering empowering for me to be like, I am not going to do that this time. Like, I'm not. Like, I love myself too much. I love Max too much. I love life too much. But it's really me. You know, I was like, I'm going to just trust and take the risk of continuing to be true to myself when I've checked out my values and I've checked out my integrity and it feels good, you know, yeah, I don't feel like right. I'm just doing something super, like, I don't know if stupid is the right word, but, you know, it's not just like, oh, let me jump off this cliff. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, this is actually true to who I am and to right. what I want at this phase of my life. Um, like, I'm fi- out of a five-year monogamous relationship. Like, I don't want that. You know, I've done that. Right. Like, that's not where I'm at. And you've been very moment. clear. Yeah. yeah. And so to really choose that felt just like, terrifying exhilarating like very at my edge I was like Mm -hmm. wow this is but this is this is it you know this is what I need and I'm clear and even though it's difficult for my beloved I want it anyway and I'm gonna do it anyway you know and I'm gonna do it ideally in a way that honors him and he and I have had a ton of conversations about how that could work you know agreements we're making and stuff like that but yeah there's that choice point like I think we talked about last week there's that like bridge of fear where you're just like fuck I'm gonna I'm gonna walk it yeah, yeah I'm gonna choose myself here and I'm going to um yeah like just just be be true to me and mm-hmm. I don't remember why we started talking about this but yeah I don't remember the time but I just want to say like it was very inspiring to to watch this process because mm. I could feel like it would rise in me and I could feel the fear because I'm kind of going through the opposite where right. I'm like I'm asking for monogamy right and so and and I've been wanting to to talk to Max about it just because I think we've had some of the same sensations totally. but but to watch the way you do it like it's, it didn't it hasn't been feeling reckless it mm-hmm. hasn't been feeling selfish in a negative way it's felt selfish in the way that like I want everybody I interact with to be I want them to be selfish I want them to love themselves I want them to be true to themselves in that way and and I want them to connect with me selfishly I don't want them to be giving up part of themselves to connect with me so that's what I've been watching is like you're you're like navigating this honoring of your own truth in a very compassionate way mm-hmm. to yourself and your truth mm-hmm. and then going to your beloved and and saying like I know this is edgy I know this is scary I even have fear that this is going to change us in a mm-hmm. way that I might not want yep. and it's my truth yep. and how do we do this together yeah not like fuck you go figure it out because right. this is my truth but right. like 
you know, I, I love me and I love you and I love us. How yeah. do we, how do we do this together? Yeah. And that's, it's been incredibly inspiring. Aw, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's and say, like, and building like safety in my own system yeah. where I'm like, because I, I know, um, yeah, I know, I know Lee has said, he says, he's like, I know I'm going to have romantic connections in the future. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what that, you know, like that can mean so many things. And so I do have to prepare myself for we, that we either are going to open up again at some point when we've yeah. developed, um, some, some intimacy and connection here, or it means we're going to transition, but whatever, but just like knowing that that's there. And it's like, I, I want to always be connected to truth. Yeah. Even when it's scary, even yeah. when it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think if we, I think if we we can do it when we're holding, when we're holding love and reverence for ourselves and and each other Mm -hmm. in it. Yeah, and I think the reverence has been it's been new for me, a new aspect of reverence this week for Max and for myself, but especially for him, in really trusting that like he can take care of himself here. You know, like when I'm such a clear, I'm so clear in what I need. Um, I really would love to stay with him for the rest of my life. I mean, that would be so, if that happens, I'd be so stoked. Like, I love him so much. And I feel like we are so, I don't know, like just perfectly. Yeah. We just, I I just, we get along super well. It's really good. It's magical. Yeah. Yeah, It feels good. So, and I know, you know, he wants kids. And so ideally he can't have them with me because I'm not doing that and our age gap and all the things. So. That's been part of your process yeah, with this too, like acknowledging, like, oh, we know, we know, yeah, we like, know. There's these other things, that right? We're like, if, have if to we be... want to stay together, we have to have other relationships, unless he gives up his dream of having kids, and then I give up my dream of having multi- like ethical non-monogamy, which right. has been something I've been interested in literally since I was eight years old, and I've been like, and I've done it poorly, and I've, I've done it poorly <laughs> a few times, <laughs> but I want to do it well, you know, right. and that is really my pursuit right now, and so. Yeah, it feels, it is really edgy to be like, well, I, I would hope to be with you the rest of my life or his life because I really love him to the ends of the earth. Mm. And like, I'm so clear on what, on what is my truth that I am willing to give that up. You know, like I'm willing to have that not happen if, if it just doesn't work for you because right. I, I would accept that, you know, and I, I wouldn't change what I'm doing because of it. Like, cause that just feels really real. Right. I would, like I already did. I would like slow down I would pause I would attend to him and on my relationship like for sure but not be like okay well this is just off the table now yeah and so because I think because I've really checked out my truth and I feel very confident that it lines up with who I am it's actually made surrendering and allowing him to go through his process much easier Mm. because the idea of caretaking him feels so violating of myself like to say like okay I just won't do this because it's too hard for you it's such a self-violation that it's not even tempting. Right. And so, yeah, I've had to then, I've had to make up new worldviews mm. <laughs> and glean them from other people, which are like, he can handle it, you know? Yeah. He can handle it in his own way. He can have, he has his own abilities to resource, which he's amazing at. Right. Talk to his friends, you know, be talk to his God, like do his, you know, he's super into working out. So like, that's a big mm. part of self-care for him. And you know, mull it over and that he might come to the conclusion that he doesn't want this right. and, and he might not. And, it, and it's going to be a process. And for me to just really be sitting with like, it's okay for me to take an action that is aligned, really aligned with my truth and what I want, my sovereignty mm-hmm. and have my partner be uncomfortable 
and that's okay. That's totally okay. Yeah. Um, and that's part of being with me and he likes being with me. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, it's just been a really incredible practice to be present with like his rawness when we hang out and some of his tenderness and his strength and beauty and like, um, yeah. And, and not, and for me to not be like, Oh, I'm sorry that I'm like putting you through right. this, but to be like, no, I'm not putting you through this. Like Ooh. he's at total agency to do what he wants in the, with me, anything, you know, like, absolutely right. I'm not putting he's, him through yeah. this. He, you know? Yeah. He's choosing. He's yeah. Choosing. He's like, I hear your truth and I choose to still be here. Mm-hmm. And that you, and I like, I've witnessed you, you guys have had moments of really sweet tenderness, yeah. you know, and maybe grief over, over ideas of what the relationship could be or should be or grief over what yeah. it was once before this all I mean because things change it's, it's changing it's dynamic and so I've, you've shared this tenderness but it's this shared tenderness without apology yeah you know oh yeah I think that happened after the last podcast where we like had this <laughs> crazy night together where we were like making love and then one of us started crying and we just like bald for like 20 solid minutes like each of us just like heaving and sobbing Mm. and like clinging to each other and looking at each other and like touching each other's faces and like crying more I mean it was so unreal I don't think I've ever done that and we didn't use any words except maybe we just said I love you so much a few times Mm. um but afterwards we talked about it and it was like yeah we were grieving the reality of life which is that you lose everyone you love Every time. Yeah. You never don't. You always do. You know I love that. You never don't. Yeah, you never don't. <laughs> so you always lose everyone you love in yeah. some way. Death, change, something. And we were just holding each other in this like magical fucked up mm. moment of just like really sitting with that and being like, this is fucking crazy. I like, feel like that's so key in being present with what is in the relationship is is acknowledging that with love there's the grief the grief is always there yeah like and 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 that somehow it has to be okay and has sometimes it has to be felt and and just yeah you get and to feel that to feel that truth that's like what allowed you to get here totally it did and yeah i remember we he and i do a lot of voice memoing and i remember we were leaving each other some messages i think before that night where we bawled in each other's arms and yeah, we were kind of presenting this reality that he was like, it's ironic that I'm, that he's, you know, kind of not, he, he, he to his credit, because I, I like to try to represent him accurately here, like, he wasn't saying that he wanted monogamy, he was more just like, I'm triggered, I'm kind of fucked yeah. up, this is too much for me, I don't know what I want, you know. Yeah. Um, But he was like, you know, he caught the irony of the fact that he's the one who wants kids, he's way younger than me. He's like, if this goes the way we both want or that he wants, he's going to marry someone else who's not me. Right. I, to- I told him I'll be the hot grandma, like I always say. <laughs> I'm totally into that. And he was like, I know it's really ironic that, like, I'm the one that's probably going to. Right. You know. And so I was just like, babe, like, I've grieved that. Now it's been three times, but it was mm. two before the other night. And every time it's just torn me open. Yeah. Like, torn me absolutely apart gut-wrenching you know just absolute grief that like I didn't get to have kids with him this lifetime Mm -hmm. that I am not going to be his wife you know that like oh and like my it was so different for me and right yeah and just like had absolute grief over that but I was like I told him like I've made it through every time you know I've it's ripped me open and I'm still here and I've made it through and I trust that when that time if when that time comes where 
yeah, you get it. You get your baby mom and you guys <laughs> have this amazing thing going that like, it'll rip me open yes. and I'll make it. And and, and I'll, I'll find those resources to make it, you and, know. And I'll say beyond made it through because I like I I mean this is the key that I've been finding in, in my in my partnership is like those moments of grief of letting go of what could be or what was, mm. like really feeling that all the way through. When I get through the other side, it's so much better. Yeah. It's so much more present. It's so much mm. more vulnerable and intimate. Like it's yeah. it's beyond getting through. It's like you're breaking through a portal yeah. to a new level of isness together. Totally. I love it. I feel like you really bring that energy a lot and I've been observing that in you that you're like reality is so much better than anything I could have right? than all those things I'm holding on to. Yeah. Even the past. Like even like I mean cuz I know part of it has even been just like grieving part of like oh, this is what we were a month ago. Right. And it's like, that was great. But grieving that and letting it go and being here, oh my God, this is so much better. Yeah. Like it's better every time because we're just cracking ourselves more open mm. every time. There's deeper levels of truth and intimacy yes. every time. That feels really... Yeah. A, like an essential part of of my relationship with life. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah, like being uh, present. Well, I don't know why I have to hurt so much. Oh. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. It's really because we want it. We want to feel it all. We don't want to be sitting at home watching TV. We want to feel it all. And the only way to feel the highest highs and the most like delicious pleasure and deepest connection is to also feel the polarity of it. And, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I think I've just like been witnessing it in both of us so much the last few weeks. I'm like, yeah. wow, that's it. And I want to, before I forget, I really want to honor and acknowledge um, the way that you've been trusting Max to resource himself mm-hmm. and knowing that he has these resources. And that's another thing that I've been noticing in my partnership of like, oh my God, I don't have to be there everything. Yes. I trust. I don't, I don't have to organize it. I don't have to figure it out. Like I, to, to be with somebody who, you know, has these, these ways of taking care of themselves, of reaching out to other people, of nourishing, like whatever they are. Like that, I feel like it was not a part of a dynamic of the relationships mm-hmm. I was in in the past. Mm-hmm. Like you were, spo- you eventually right. became each other's everything. Yeah. And to be able to say like, I'm not resourced or I can't meet you here. I, this, I need you to resource this somewhere else, but mm-hmm. we don't, I feel like we're to the point where like, we're not even needing to say that mm-hmm. because it's the people we're relating with, the way we're relating, we're all like owning our experience mm-hmm. so much that yeah. we are all nourishing ourselves and resourcing from multiple avenues. Yeah. And I think that's essential. Yeah. I mean, we, that's right. We've said how many times, like I couldn't have the partnership I have without you. No, you couldn't same. have it without like, it's, it's been essential to really, really be. And I just like, I could feel that as you were talking about, you're like, I, this is my truth. And he's going to have to find right. his way through it with his resources. And, find his truth. and he does. Yeah. And he is. And you trust that. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's yeah. really, and absolutely. And I feel like even if he didn't, that would also be okay. You know, like right. if he didn't find his own resources and he didn't find his truth and he got up to something else, <laughs> like that would be okay too. And then I get to decide what I do with that. Right. You know, it's like, there's right. no, I don't know. It just feels like a, re- like a real letting go of like him, his higher power, his his life, his journey, his truth. Yeah. Trusting his, yeah. Trusting his truth and that he's, he's in choice. Yeah. Every time you come together, you're both in choice. Totally. Yeah. And that feels really good. I know. I think that's something I didn't really get about resource until this podcast was like how much for me at least, and this may be different for everybody, but like how much the resource from, I want this, it changes everything. 
like if I'm struggling and mm. I'm and I don't remember like oh I actually want to be here like I'm right. a, a writer also and I have like this really like kind of masochistic relationship with writing I guess where right. I'm like yeah I like I remember wanting to talk to authors who are published and be like do you hate writing as much as I do <laughs> but feel compelled to do it or is that just me do I have this I weird relationship that. and I've I have since talked to a few authors quite famous authors I got the privilege of getting to meet with and um some of them were like I've got to meet Liz Gilbert who's mm, Eat Pray Love yeah and she was like I get up at 6 a.m every morning I write for two hours no matter how I'm feeling and it doesn't matter if it's good or bad I just do yeah. it and it's my practice and then I got to meet um Cheryl Strayed as well who wrote um oh the book about the PCT what's it called oh wild oh yeah yeah okay. and she was like yeah when I wrote Wild, I went into like a whole bunch of credit card debt because I quit my job. My husband was at work and I said <laughs> I was working on this novel, but I didn't actually write it for like six months. I just would watch TV oh and eat God, potato chips. And then finally I admitted that I was in all this credit card debt to him. And I went and he like booked me an Airbnb in Wyoming and I wrote the whole book in like three days or something. Wow. This is an exaggeration. Something right, like that. Right, but just like the extreme. Yeah, and she was like, like, oh yeah, it was totally a mess, total mess. You know, and just seeing these two like very famous author, you know, women authors like who have just made a huge mark on the industry just have these totally different ways. So right. I think that in my writing too, like it's always like the move to be like, no, I actually want this. Like I'm not just torturing myself for right. no reason. Right. You know, no Such one's putting this on it's me. so hard. Why yeah. do I have to be a writer? Yeah, and I, it is hard, but it's like, I want this. To- I mean, I know? feel like parent, like parenting is what comes to yeah. turn. Like there's so many things we can do with parenting. Like, oh, I have to do this. I have to bring him here and I have to do this. And, and like how, when we remember to shift that of like, you know, and like, I think I've shared this with you in my yeah. moments of like of challenge of like, actually I could walk away. Yeah. I could walk away. Mothers do that. Yep. That 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 is an option. It doesn't feel like an option in my system, right. but it's sometimes it's just a good reminder to be like, "Oh my god, no." Yeah. The reason this is hard is because I choose it and because I want to do it well. I want to do it in yeah. a way that feels like really an integrity, and sometimes that just takes a lot more effort than yeah. you know, not than walking away. Right. But but that reminder of like, "Oh no, this is this is like, this is, I choose this. I want this. I want yeah. this. Mm-hmm. It just shifts like yeah. the exact same situation so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Freya just face planted. Oh, oh, I, just, I just had that moment. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cause sometimes it's, it's really humbling how hard partnership can be mm-hmm. when I'm feeling all my broken pieces. Yeah. And it can be, um yeah so it's really it's really humbling and great to remember not only that i choose this but that my partner chooses this Mm, that we keep showing up in choice oh yeah oh that's beautiful too yeah 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 he wants this too he wants this too yeah Yeah, i'm not hiding Mm. it from him he knows he knows yeah and we it's and it's it's beyond like suffering through it's like no what the the relationship we have is is the relationship yeah. I'm gonna speak for myself that I want, even even when it's hard and scary, yeah. and is at my edge. Yep, awesome. <sighs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I really like this exploration. I feel like I want to. I want to get. Yeah, I want to keep exploring what what resources me because I think mm. the reality is like I don't totally know. 
Yeah. Like I know some pieces and like discovering some as we talk about it and like right. I want to make a list and really be like, yeah, what does it mean to be resourced and like how can I do that? And how can I commit to it? How can yeah. I commit to loving myself better? Yeah. 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 Thanks everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. Hang out with us more at infinite relating dot love and stay infinite.